Hi, it's Josh McKelly from London Tea Broadcast. Welcome back to your favorite radio for a relaxing moment. Every day we talk about different themes, but today is Friday, so cultural topic. And now, initial. Today, we're going to talk about a special and great period for our country, the Victorian age. We have the pleasure to converse with two top experts of that period. We have Mr. Hardy from UEL, the University of East London, specialized mainly in this age. He is also the creator of the blog Saxon Time where you can find the most complete bibliography about the Victorian age. Thank you, Josh, and good morning to all of you. It's a pleasure to have you here. Now, I want to introduce you Sir Richard Webber, director of Birmingham Railroads Museum, the biggest outdoor museum in Europe. It is famous thanks to its beautiful collection of ancient locomotives and steam machines. It's enjoyable to be here and talk to this fantastic audience. Mr. Hardy, would you like to talk to our friends about Queen Victoria and show them how she influenced this important period? Yes, with great pleasure. So, the Victorian age took its name from Queen Victoria, who was just 18 years old when she came to the England throne in 1837. She was to rule for almost 64 years. And her main task was to give stability to England in a crucial moment of its history. She married Prince Albert of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha and they had nine children. It was so important that Queen Victoria gave him the title of Prince Consort due to his contribution to all the country. And their family was an example to follow for all English citizens too. Indeed! She gave life to a very important moment for our country that had built the foundations for the future. While other European countries were focused on revolutions, England was promulgating great reforms that will mark this period. Mr. Weber, could you display these reforms and the role of political parties? Okay, the analysis of this period is so complex, but we can sum up as soon. The first noticeable act was the Great Reform, which extended voting privileges from the control of the gentry and the nobility to industrial towns such as Manchester. Moreover, in 1833 there was the Factory Act, limiting the hours of work per week for both children and teenagers. After Prince Albert's death, parties reorganized. Liberal's leader was William Gladstone, while Conservative's one was Benjamin Disraeli. Glaston extended the voting right to all male householders, poorer and workers, and with his Education Act he introduced compulsory school attendance. During the Israeli's conservative government, important changes in favor of workers and public health were introduced. Poors obtained housing and cities gained running water. Despite all these important and humanitarian reforms, this is a complex and contradictory period. Mr. Hardy, could you back to explain it to our friends at home? 
Sure, Josh. The Victorian age was a time of change and great contradictions, called Victorian Compromise. Here, poverty and injustice coexisted with progress and reforms. Philanthropy led the creation of societies, directed mainly by voluntary women from the middle class. Freedom was mostly linked to freedom of conscience, with optimism over economic and political progress. They mostly focused on education, and hygiene was encouraged to improve health care. Having a family and a neat appearance were conditions of respectability. However, dissolution, poverty and social unrest were not considered. But the most important news was that women were seen as weaker and morally superior, and men had to respect and protect them. Thank you, Mr. Hardy, for the clarification. In fact, this is a really interesting period. The interest also resides in the huge industrial progress England had during these years that led to the birth of transports. Here we have an expert in the sector. I leave the floor to Dr. Weber. Thank you, Josh. As you said correctly, the Victorian age saw a number of inventions that fundamentally changed transport. With telegraphy, communication became instant. The invention of steam engine made land transport independent of human or animal muscles. Both speed and capacity increased. In 1813, George Stephenson examined the first practical and successful steam locomotive. In 1825, the Stockton and Darlington Railway was completed and opened. It was the first railroad to operate as a common carrier open to all shippers. The Liverpool-Manchester was Stephenson's second project and can logically be took off as the first fully evolved railway to be built. In 1830, the 30-mile line was open to traffic. The Liverpool-Manchester demonstrated the railway's adaptability to diverse transportation needs and volumes. Thank you both for the amazing culture you brought to us in this episode of London Tea Broadcast. This episode is now over. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you soon tomorrow talking about something really spicy. Thank you for the attention.